What episode is this? This is episode 15. Ooh. Oh, okay. Ready? It's a big one. Is yeah, let's go. anniversary episode? Yeah, this is the special. <laughs> All right. Okay, welcome along to episode 15 of Sweet Tea and Coffee. This is super cool. Tomorrow, we're recording this on the 22nd of September, and it's the 15th episode. Tomorrow is Lindsay and I's 15th wow. wedding anniversary. That's impressive. So that <laughs> way to go, Lindsay. <laughs> that we made it. <laughs> way to go, Linz. So uh, yeah, that's fun. So thanks everybody for listening to our last episode with our wives <laughs> on it today, uh, which was a record episode, by the way. That was a very popular episode, and I right. still don't know what that says about us. I, Maybe they should be doing the yeah, the guy you just heard right there. Yeah, the guy in the background that was <laughs> that's chiming in. That right there is, ladies and gentlemen, the challenge to Dos Equis's. Most interesting man in the world. I think that we actually have him right here in Nacogdoches. So our guest today is going to be Randall Cooper, and I really do think he's the most interesting man in the world. He's been all over, done all sorts of things, is here in Nacogdoches, and we're going to interview him right now. Okay, so as I said, we've got the most interesting man in the world here, Mr. Randall Cooper. And we always need to start off with some comment about sweet tea or coffee. And if, if you've been around Fernonia Hill long, you know that Randall is pretty involved in our sound and production side of ministry here. And one of the things that I learned about Randall pretty early on in doing that, number one, that he always has a cup of coffee. Yeah, he's without a doubt a coffee guy. He's he a coffee guy. That. Which is good because I feel like we've had a lot of tea people. Right. So... That's, it's good that, to have a friend be, in the house. That's because I booked a guest. I'm, I'm only right. pick, I only pick people who drink tea. That's right. But one thing I learned pretty early on is that Randall has a special mug, which I love that because we talked about my special mug a few episodes ago. But that there was a tradition. Randall was in the Navy. We're going to get into that. There was a tradition on his ship where you did not wash your coffee mug. And so Randall didn't wash his coffee mug here. But uh, how'd you get into coffee? And then tell us a little bit about that not washing your uh, coffee mug in the Navy. Where does that come from? And when did you start drinking coffee? Like six years old? I was, I was probably a little older. <laughs> Just a uh, little bit? <laughs> seven. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, probably high school, you know. Uh, I don't know what got me into it. I mean, my parents drank coffee, so, yeah. you know, I was always around it, but... Uh, yeah, probably high school is when I started drinking coffee a lot more. Did you start off, we've made fun of some people in, in the past. Maybe it was one of those people that might have been a guest on our last uh, episode about the way that they drink coffee. Did you start off with the, the uh, multicolored coffee that's, that's mainly not coffee, but partially coffee and then work your way up? Or did you start off black? I feel like I know the answer to this question. Yeah, I don't even know if it's worth asking. I don't but even yeah, know if it's worth you, asking, how do you but drink do you coffee? remember? I think I drank flavored coffee once, and then it was it was black <laughs> coffee was after that. Uh, uh, you know, I was probably seven or eight, and, <laughs> you know. That's exactly the answer I was expecting. One time. That was enough. Never again. That was enough. Never yeah. again. It's black coffee. It's simple. Yeah. So, okay, so your progression on your, uh, on your Facebook, you were saying, is... An Instagram, by the way. I'm sorry, not sorry. Get, get with the Gosh. social medias, Kendall. <laughs> yeah, if there's anybody that should not make that mistake, it's me. Uh, your Instagram. Tell us the, the titles, the, the progression you were going through before we started recording. Oh, I, I consider myself 
a luthier than an engineer. And well, yeah, I had a added, Navy man. I had added the sailor part. Yeah. And a sailor. Navy man. Yeah. It's it probably. is true. I am I was a sailor. Where do you want to start? I pick one of those. Where do you where does the journey begin? Uh I don't you want to do chronological? Yeah, let's go chronological. Okay. Okay. Uh, I joined the Navy pretty much right after high school. Uh, did that for five years. Why did you was, join the Navy? Uh, I don't know. I was, you know how in high school you're used to being around a bunch of people and just. You're around a bunch of people in the you're, Navy. You're yeah. around a bunch of people, you know, in high school. And then I, I, I guess I uh, didn't want to like get out of high school and then not have anybody around me hmm. i guess that was that was kind of one reason and then there's a lot of benefits you know yeah uh, getting school largely paid for and yeah. stuff like that so i think those are probably the main factors but and then uh you know i talked to a recruiter and they they told me they were telling us about the the physical part which was i don't know back then in high school i thought that was the hardest part yeah uh, and he told me what it was i'm like that's all you know, it's like, well, I can probably do that pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, and it was true. I could, I could do that pretty easily. So, um, I don't know, I guess all my fears about going into the military was, you know, you washed away after that, you know, it's not that hard. So yeah, it's not uh, like full metal jacket right, boot camp right, kind of deal. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like it was. On, but that's what you'd kind of imagine yeah. when you were asking about the physical part. Like, yeah. What, what's going to happen? <laughs> like how many miles I'm going to have to run before, <laughs> before I wake up, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, but, uh, turned out to be, you know, not that bad. So I said, well, I can do that and, you know, get some, uh, get some education maybe afterwards, you know, cause I didn't really have a plan for, you know, uh, education after high school. I figured I'd probably, I don't know, maybe do a tech school or something. And, uh, so yeah, so I did that and decided towards the end of, uh, my career in the Navy that, that yeah, I would go ahead and go to college and turned out to be a pretty good thing. Yeah. But so, okay. Did you know, one of the things I noticed about you early on too, is you're super handy. You love working on cars and building all sorts of stuff. And did, was that part of like, were you that way in high school? And was that any part of going to the Navy? Like just very, being wanting to do, be very hands-on in projects or is that kind of getting more into the, engineering side of your of your story i was definitely uh you know doing a lot of mechanical things back then uh, i'm not it, it probably didn't factor into a reason why i went it it did kind of inform my decision and what i actually did when i was there yeah uh you know but uh but yeah it wasn't it wasn't really a reason to get in the mechanical side but but uh but yeah whenever i got in i did i i was working on boilers and steam turbine so i i mean it was very easily from it was easy for me to get into it you know it was uh you know a, a different kind of mechanics that i'd ever done or than i'd ever done but you know it uh it was it was not too far fetched for me to get into that say again what you were working on uh boilers and steam turbines you know he uh, said he said Something pretty interesting there. I don't know if you caught that, but it it wasn't a big leap from whatever he was knowledgeable about then to that. Right. For others of us, like that, I wouldn't even know. That's yeah. quite the leap. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite the leap. That would be quite the journey for me to go from right now to 
turbines and boilers. Yeah. boilers. There's no background. So, so what kind of ship did you did you serve on? Because you were actually stationed on a ship. You weren't right. I was, and I was stationed on the same ship for uh, pretty much the whole time I was in uh, the Navy, which was five years. Uh, so uh, it was an LHD, which is, if I can remember correctly, it's uh, a landing helo. And the D stands for maybe deployment. Oh, who yeah. knows? It's, it's like a it's like a, a smaller carrier. It is right, it is a smaller carrier. Smaller it is aircraft, a helicopter. It's it's probably the next size down from a full size aircraft carrier. Right. Uh, so we didn't wow. we didn't land jets or anything. You landed uh, helicopters. Hmm. But still a pretty big ship. Yeah. Like how, okay. So how many people would be on that crew? Uh, I think. Uh, and that was a long time ago, but I think the uh, I think the capacity was maybe around three thousand. I want to say three thousand. Goodness gracious! So was that about equal to your uh, high school? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you you're mentioning that being? No, we we I ratcheted up a little bit. <laughs> Where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, I grew up in Lufkin and went to school in Hudson. Okay, okay. So you you now, Hudson uh, High School is not quite three thousand. <laughs> no, quite we were. 3, I think we were three A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you were Not dealing quite. with a lot more people. You, you moved to a metropolitan area when you moved to the ship right, compared right. to where you grew up. <laughs> okay, so so Navy was five years? Yeah, Navy was five years. And you get kind of a mechanical uh, engineering sort of work there, and then you transition out of the Navy, and what comes next? Yeah, so I kind of decided towards the end of the Navy that I wanted to be an engineer, didn't really know. Didn't really know what that meant. Uh, at the time, I kind of knew there was kind of mechanical engineering, and I knew there was something else, and I wasn't really sure what it was. It turned out to be civil was the only other thing that I kind of had any, I guess, knowledge of. I was like, well, I'll just do that. I know I don't. I mean, I enjoyed the time I was in the Navy. Enjoyed working on boilers and steam turbines and all that, but I didn't want to do that. Uh, I didn't want to continue doing that. Right. You know. And uh, so I didn't want to continue doing really a mechanical engineering thing. So I was like, well, the other one's civil. I'll do that one. So I didn't really have a whole lot of knowledge of even what that was. So uh, joined college, I guess, like a lot of other people, not really knowing what their what their major yeah, right. was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, joined joined up and uh, decided civil, and and then figured out what civil engineering was later. Where'd you, you know? go to school? Lamar. Okay. Okay. So when does uh, Nacogdoches, and if you know uh, Randall and the Cooper family, you know, he's got a wonderful wife, Kara. Where, that's somewhere in there, right? You knew her early on, right? Oh, no? yeah. Yeah. See, I think I've known Kara since the fourth grade. I was going to say, I thought this was a long, long story. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so you guys are, are friends. Uh, we, were friend, we were friends kind of my senior year. Okay. We just knew who each other were. Yeah. We've had know, this conversation before, Blake and I have, where we're, we're pretty sure our wives would have had we nothing to do with us yeah. had we been in high school together. We, oh, yeah. Yeah. We were way too cool for them. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what it. It, I actually don't think that's the conclusion we arrived at. But okay. So, so uh, you went to Lamar and, uh, and pursued then civil engineering. Yeah. Yeah. Did civil engineering, did well. Finally figured out what that was. Um, and liked it. Uh, 
did some work in town for, uh, you know, some consultants and stuff and did design work. Uh, and I like design work pretty good, you know, working, working with CAD and, and, uh, you know, figuring out solutions to engineering problems was, was fun. So I did that and enjoyed that. Um, but I had this kind of, I guess I kind of got to back up a little. Okay. Cause, back up. cause right in, right when I started college, I kind of found this other passion that I wanted to pursue, but I'd already started college. So it's like, well, you know, I've already started college. I kind of need to finish this. Uh, and that was, uh, and that was working on, uh, musical instruments. Hmm. And it was just, a I don't know, just a weird thing. You know, I had a, I had a upright bass and, uh, something fell apart on it. The, the sound post fell apart on it and I just got online and somehow figured out, I figured out how to get it back in there and fix it. And I hmm. went back and fixed it, you know, but, uh, doing that research, I came across a school uh that you know specialized in that uh in that field in it, the luthery field uh, which is what everybody was wondering when we early in the episode we said he was a luthier and everybody right. was probably like what are what so are they talking a, about so he, is, a luthier, he is baptist he is yeah, baptist not, not lutheran <laughs> luthery right so luthery is um i think the definition is something like the repair and building of strained instruments oh it's not specific to guitars then no 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 okay interesting I did not. So I come across the school and did a lot of research on the school. And I was like, man, that's what I want to do. But so I'll, I'll do that after college. So that's what, you know, we ended up doing. Uh, finished college, uh, stuck around Beaumont for a little while. And then, you know, sold the house. Well, we didn't sell the house. We tried to sell the house and, <laughs> and moved to Michigan. Just <laughs> off to Michigan yeah. we go. Now, okay, I want to dive into that, that origin story a little bit more. You had an upright bass. Were you super into music at that time or was your family? How did just music in general really get into the picture? Because that's a big, I mean, you loved live music. You're obviously into sound and the engineering of all that. So how did that all come to be? Yeah, so I just I just love playing music. I started out with guitar and, you know, I owned a, a several other instruments, but really guitar was the only thing that I could actually figure out you know <laughs> he's got a few right now he's trying to figure out too <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i'm not great at guitar either but but uh uh but yeah I, I liked owning instruments or having cool instruments so i you know came up with some stuff and and uh upright bass ended up being one of those things and you know those things need a lot of upkeep uh they yeah. fall apart you know pretty easily so <laughs> Uh, so you were interested in in a variety of instruments. Not, yeah, mo- yeah, mostly just guitar, mandolin. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, upright bass. At the time, I was really into uh, rockabilly and psychobilly music. So, so that's one of the instruments. It's a that's thing. Crew. I have no idea what that means. That's I mean, right. I don't. I don't know what I'm saying about myself. It's, whatever, it's intense. Right? It's it's it, it is intense. Intense, like with a mandolin and a guitar. No, those two genres, just hardcore not so bluegrass much. or yeah, what? No. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, there it's, has been some guys that have walked that that line. Okay, but, interesting. Uh, <laughs> okay, I got. I learned something new. I knew I would learn something for sure on this one. Anyways, they they typically use an upright bass for okay. the, for the bass instrument. 
so anyways i was into that music and so i got a bass to be cool and uh never really learned how to play it <laughs> but <laughs> that's a big one to store if you don't it know, really is using it it's, it's huge it really is we had a lady from our uh, church when we were in sundown and super sweet little petite lady and they were in a bluegrass band and it just always cracked me up you've got these and their family was the the men of their family were humongous these big tall guys and they all played the guitar and the mandolin so anytime their family would go on the road and they'd play bluegrass shows all over the place yeah, festivals and it was hilarious yeah. because they they would unload their stuff and the smallest of all of them is carrying this gigantic instrument and then these big men are holding these tiny little cases for mandolin <laughs> right. and banjo and everything. It's just always really, really funny. It's I've, I've noticed that before, though. It's, that's it's, a thing. It's I've kind seen of, that It's a kind lot. of typical. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. I just thought it was a great image. <laughs> these big, strong guys carrying yeah. these little <laughs> yeah. mandolins. That is a thing. Okay, so you get a, a degree in engineering, and then it's like, okay, left turn. We're just moving to Michigan, and I'm... I'm going to figure out how to work on instruments. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the school was pretty, uh, pretty in depth. It was, you know, it was all day long, uh, 40 hours a week, six months, you know, so we, uh, so we were up in Michigan, I guess all summer and maybe half a winter or something like that, which was plenty, plenty of winter, (laughs) plenty of Michigan, (laughs) (laughs) plenty of, yeah. By the time, by the time, uh, yeah, December was rolling around, it was time to come back to Texas. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did that. And, Came back, came back to Texas and landed in Nacogdoches. How'd you get to Nacogdoches? What was the, I mean, you're from obviously yeah, so remotely we're, close, but. Yeah, we're from close, uh, from Lufkin. So I don't know. We just decided, you know, uh, we want to be close to Lufkin, but not actually in Lufkin. And I'd always, you know, I hadn't spent a lot of time in Nacogdoches, but I, I kind of felt like maybe it was a cool place. So, yeah. so that's, we just decided to get over here. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, Blake was here. Yeah. So it was a pretty cool place. Yeah, I was here. Uh, yeah, I didn't know Blake yet, but... Not yet. It wasn't long, I though. mean, yeah, I think... I don't know how long I've known you. Like 12, 13 years. I don't remember when that was. Somewhere yeah, well, no, it wasn't that long. Because I, I think we got here in 2010. Okay. So, so it might have been that year. 10, 11 years. Somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Before I met Randall, I went through musical instruments like nobody's business. What do you mean? Like, I would get a guitar... Oh, you just tear it up? And no, well, I wouldn't tear it up, but like it wouldn't meet my, like I would play it and it just would be off or something. And it was like, uh, no, we'll just try something else. And so I just was like constantly buying and selling instruments. But then when I met Randall, I was like, there's this mythical creature called a luthier <laughs> that can, that can work and repair and set them up the way they need to be set up. And so that's been like a lifesaver and a money saver too, because you know, now I've got a couple of guitars sitting over behind me that I've had since, you know, before I met Randall, and he was able to make them perfect for me. Yeah, so I'm going to do something super dangerous and wade into territory that I do not belong that, in. That's always entertaining. Are you ready? <laughs> but I, so when you are a musician and you are looking for a new instrument, do you have an idea, particularly, let's just, Let's just stick with the guitar world. Maybe that'll be easier. Do you have an idea of the kind of sound that you want to get out of it and which guitar you need to, to purchase to get that sound yeah. out of it? 
But then uh, is what you're describing where you do that and then it it's not quite right. getting what yeah, you want, you, you but you kinda, don't know how to get there. You kind of know what guitar... I mean, if you're an advanced musician, you kind of know what guitars make what sound and what wood combinations right. make this sound and what pickups and electronics and amps and all those things. This huge equation to get to one thing, which you, the reality is you'll never actually find. It's always something you're you're chasing after. That's the real mythical creature. Right, yeah. That's why you need so many guitars. Yeah, but they're also <laughs> instruments. That's why they, yeah. They're also go. instruments made of wood, and so... They're not all the same, you know, and they also, they change and shift and seasons and humidity and moisture and dry air and things all make these things shift around and change. And so you can actually get a guitar and love it. And then within about a year or two, you're like, this thing is all out of whack. This is not the guitar that I remember buying. It's because, you know, you've got necks that shift and things like that. And he's able to take that and straighten it back out and put it where it needs to go and, and things like that. So it's okay. Okay, so so then what you're doing, Randall, is you're listening to, are you listening to a musician describe what they're trying to get out of it, and then you're trying to shape and, and build and create that sound, or are you saying, this is what this instrument's supposed to do, and I'm going to get it to do what it's supposed to do? How does that work? So generally, I start off with, you know, I work to a certain set of numbers that I know are close just from experience. Per instrument. Yeah, per instrument. You know, I know what electric guitars, where they should be to play good. Uh, so I get it there to start off with. And then usually I just hand it back to them and say, hey, play this thing and tell me what you want it, what you want it to do, you know. Uh, how do you want it to feel? Because I can, you know, when I get it close, then they kind of tell me where to go with it from there. That's amazing. I, I kind of wonder if is is this like the moment where you go to the mechanic and you have, you don't know anything about cars, but you go and tell them and you say, well, here's the sound it's making. You make some horrible, and they have to interpret based on it's, what you're. Is it similar? It's probably like that on on some people. <laughs> it is sometimes, yeah. I mean, I think for those of us that have worked with Randall a lot, we kind of know a little bit better. Hopefully, know how to communicate a little bit better than that. Uh, but you I mean you've got some guys that know exactly what they want. You know. Oh yeah, and, there's some guys that are like super particular. Yeah. And, and they'll bring you all the parts and, hand and it to you yeah, and say, this is what yeah. I want done with this. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you go through all of that training and it's obviously something you really enjoy, mm-hmm. a passion of yours. And, and you're still doing that. Obviously you, you, you do that as, as a uh, kind of as a hobby, but what made you go through that training and then decide to go back into engineering? Was that the plan all along or was that something that was a decision that was made later? It was money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it uh yeah, I needed to I needed to uh you know, uh support a family and stuff, which is which is not impossible, you know, doing what I was doing, but I had this education and this yeah. this, you know, uh ability to do engineering and I was like, well, I can definitely make more money doing that right off the bat than than in Luthier, so or being a Luthier, so I uh, you know, went that route, but and I still do the luthier stuff on the side and everything. And it's been, I have, you know, as much work as I can handle, you know, so. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, you, you've got your little, little shop and it's full. You're rocking and rolling all, all the time. Got, I'm back right up, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I didn't know if that was something that was a, did you have that plan going all the way through that I know that this is not something that I'm going to be able to have a career with, but 
I just love it so much. I want to be trained in it so that yeah, I can yeah, I always so. do it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's interesting. Because some people seem to find those kind of hobbies after they're already in a career and then they're, they're doing something as a hobby, realize, Hey, there's maybe some money in it. I right. love this and mm. can kind of do it. Kind of like what you did with, uh, with woodworking and that didn't, that didn't last long, did it? Yeah. Or no, I, mean, so I, not, yeah, not I don't know how much story. I loved it. Ooh, but can, it was, yeah. There's an interesting story. We fun, maybe can fun for a moment, but for it, a later podcast, yeah. we'll cover, what was it called? Wood, wood, wood Creek. Creek, wood Creek. Okay. That'll be a let. We'll have to cover. Yeah. That. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Nothing like what we're talking about. I don't want to like, I, I don't know if I want to let that much information out to not people calling me being like, Hey, can you build me a table? Cause uh, no, I cannot. If you need a table built, you can email <laughs> you can, us at, and I'll <laughs> refer you to somebody else. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. Okay. So you're still, so live music, music, all that's still a big part of your life. You've been trained, uh, as a luthier. You've been in the Navy. You're working on highways and byways and everything in between. How does all that intersect in your life? Like what, I mean, that's a, most people don't have that many things, uh, that they've really gotten that deeply into. I mean, all those are, are pretty deep. How does, how does all that intersect in your life? I mean, where do you see those things come together? I don't know. I mean, you can't, you can't entirely focus on one of those. So I guess, I guess the focus gets spread out, you know, pretty thin sometimes in some areas, but, but, uh, you know, it gets spread out amongst all of them and, and, uh, I don't, I still enjoy all of them, even if I don't spend, uh, equal amounts of time yeah. with them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's one, one more question I have to ask. And then Blake, you, you can pick Randall's brain. One of the things you'll notice about Randall is, uh, that he always has a good band shirt. That's correct. I think you got what you got on right now. Amanda yeah. Shires. Amanda Shires yeah. today. Yeah. Always got a good good band shirt. How many do you have? It's it probably makes up ninety percent of my wardrobe. <clears throat> well, but give us give us like a oh, I don't, a I total don't. total how many how many concerts do you think you've been to in your in your life? Oh, I don't know. Well, it um uh, I don't know. Isn't that kind of how you guys even met and started hanging out was going to shows or that was pretty yeah. i think we met at. Yeah, i think it was a great escape i think it? it was great escape yeah. yeah but wasn't it pretty early on where you were you both really love live music i mean i think we just yeah we share a we share a we're, we're connoisseurs of fine yeah taste in music yeah. you know yeah. we, we really i mean that's what i was gonna say randall's got like a pretty epic vinyl collection i mean i think that's shirts and vinyls that's what he's shirts and vinyl like the college students come over to their house and He's got a library of music they need to hear. Yeah, they do need to hear it. And do you, you, you host a life group, which is where our, you know, small groups for our college kids. Do you, do you let them listen? I mean, is that part of. Oh yeah. Yeah. If anybody asks a question about the records and they get the full tour, you know, that's part, that's part of being in the Cooper's group is that you have to have a musical education. Okay, yeah. so give me like give me a number. How many shirts? How many concerts? Man, like this I mean, has got I, we got the people need to know. I mean, maybe twenty shirts, but it's way more I, concerts than yeah, that. Yeah, it's hard to quantify how many concerts I mean, Randall's gone to. I really don't. I, I I really don't know. I'd have to. So what is the criteria? I mean, twenty shirts and let's say a thousand concerts. It's not that many. But okay, well, okay, well, maybe a hundred. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted a number. No one's giving me a number, so I just threw maybe a hundred. Maybe a okay, hundred. Okay, I don't twenty know. shirts, a hundred concerts. Obviously, that's not a shirt per concert. What's the criteria? 
How does how does uh, how does a well, band because I, mean, I know your... there's a couple because I mean, he'll when he purchases a, a vinyl too like there's got there's a yeah there's a the filtering criteria? process before he gets to that point. Tell us about that. Uh, money. <laughs> how much cash have, you have? Yeah, on? I have Forty you shirts know, if I had money. Yeah. Yeah. Cash or credit yeah, card? It's like uh, <laughs> you know do do I want to buy the vinyl? Do I want to buy how many of these how many of these records do I want and you know, it's like, well, I can I can get maybe two records and a T-shirt or maybe one record and a T-shirt, maybe a T-shirt only. You know, it just depends. Yeah, it depends on the artist, too. There's certain artists that you will, you know, they're going to put out a quality product. And you, right, right, right. You know there's a record coming. But is the and, shirt, I may, and I may already have all the records, so then yeah. it's an easy decision. Is the shirt about the band or is the shirt about the band's logo or the design of the shirt? Uh, The design plays a little bit of it, but... I mean, I wouldn't be there if it wasn't. I mean, a good right now, band. you've got a shirt on with a buffalo that has wings. That's pretty cool. Buffalo wild wings there. Yeah, that's well, it's, it's not really wings. It's, I think it's a. Is it? It's a woman's face and. Oh, is it? Okay. And wings. And hair. Oh, I see that. Yeah, it does. Wow. That's it is similar a, to. It's similar. It Friends, you'll similar have to, to do that. You'll have to look it up to to be able to know what we're describing. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, he, and here's y'all actually have a commonality here. I don't think you realize oh, it. Okay. Similar taste in music. He's a Sturgill Simpson fan as well, and you you came in and said you were talking about that Sturgill Simpson album the other day. <laughs> let's let's be. It was a. I'm just trying to give you some credit. Oh, here. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, to, I'll take it. You're cool. That's cool points. Oh yeah, that's what yeah. I needed was cool points. No, I thought it was interesting. He just put out an album that was a it's like a concept album. A concept album. I'd never heard that term before, and I, it flashed up on something I was reading. A concept album. I thought oh, that's interesting. So I literally sat down, and which is I guess what you're supposed to do with this album. Yeah, and absolutely. listen to it from start to finish. Yeah, yeah it was fascinating. It wouldn't make much sense otherwise. Yeah, it was fascinating. I thought that was really a cool yeah. idea. Mm. It seems very true to folk country roots. Yeah, to be very storytelling. My kids yeah. will ask if they can listen to storytelling music sometimes, and that's right. what they're asking for. Is kind yeah. of something that has folk a, yeah music. They yeah. want to hear a storytelling music. I think stories yeah. are powerful. Yeah, I like that. I like that album. That's a good one. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And the yeah. art on the, uh, I guess I was watching this on what would have been Apple. Oh yeah, it's the art kind of moves as your uh, the the album art moves as you. It's animated, I guess, right. as you're listening. Yeah. Anyway, so really, technology, really interesting. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, thanks for giving me cool points. What yeah. What's your favorite concept album, Blake? What is a con- what do we mean there when we say a concept album? Just because so, storytelling has been done before. Is well, it the fact like, that he did the whole album right, right. as one continuous story? Yeah. Well, it's a story, and all the songs have are related to each other in some form or fashion. They all point to one theme. That's the first time that's been done. No, no, no. Oh. It's there's a lot of them out there. Okay, that that might be one of that's on up there. What it, do you mean, as like one of the best you've heard, or yes, I, that's probably one of my favorites. And then uh, I, these are all fairly recent. I, Marty Stewart, Way Out West. I think that's a great album as well. That has that same. That's mm-hmm. the that's the same album that the kids always ask for when they want to hear the. That's uh, what's the song where um, uh, he's got the gun and uh, what's it called? Big Iron. Is that Marty Stewart? No, that's uh, Marty Robbins. Oh, Mar- but that's wrong a good Marty. one too. Wrong Marty. But no, his <laughs> interesting fact about Marty Stewart that his mother named him after her favorite singer, which was Marty Robbins. So okay, Marty Robbins is the one the kids like to hear. Yes, that's, that's probably Big a, Iron. Look into our house. Big Iron, and then what's the one? Um, um, the other popular one. Oh no. In West Texas town of El yes, Paso. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. El Paso. Yeah. Is El Paso, El Paso. They call it El Paso? They love yeah. that song. Okay. Sorry. But yeah, that, that is word. another. Well, okay. Well, what is your favorite? My favorite one? Yeah. Um, 
I'll give you top three. Okay, top three. Top That's good. three. Wow. Uh, favorite one is Tougher Than Leather. That's uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah. Uh, the that, second these one, are concept albums. Co- right, okay. right, right. Uh, second one is also Willie Nelson. That's Redheaded Stranger. Redhead Stranger. Wow. That's, that's probably a that one was, that one was a pivotal one in yeah. that whole genre of, of concept yeah. albums and country. And then the Stargirl Simpson. Was it Dude and Juanita? Is that what it's the called? The Ballad of Dude and Juanita. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably number three. It's a good one. Wow. It's really well done. Really yeah. well done. I'm surprised to see the same artists show up twice in your top three. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I've heard stories of... Uh, well, con- top three concept albums. Concept yeah, albums. Yeah, it's not okay, top three not albums top all the time. Okay, yeah, 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 make sure. <laughs> clarify. Easy. Hold on. Yeah, we're on, we're on storytelling right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, careful so. here. Okay, okay. Well, listen, friends, we have just scratched the surface. I mean, Absolutely. just scratched yeah. the surface with Randall Cooper. He is one of those guys that we need to have back on because there's so many different things that we could that we could talk about. But that gives you a uh, an, an introduction. So when you see Randall back at the back on the uh, on the soundboard, you now know a few things. You can start a conversation about Marty Marty Stewart or Marty Robbins. Yeah, and he'll know what you're talking about. You can start a conversation about the military. He'll know what you're talking about, or he can fix your guitar. He's wide open. Or like, your car. I'm not or wide your open. Car. I'm, I'm just I'm kidding. He's backed up. He's backed up. He's, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's been fun to, to, again, scratch the surface, get to know you a little bit. And Blake loves it because there's somebody sitting in the room that speaks his language and can understand music. I just kind of have a blank I, stare. I'll in. say this one last thing. I was just thinking about the first time that I met Randall, or one of the, one of the very early times. He, he pulls up in an old classic car. Of course. You know, and I, I don't know if it was the Mustang or one of the other cars. I can't remember. It was probably the Mustang. Probably we the didn't Mustang. even get to that, all the cars. And oh, uh, he, he steps out and his hair is kind of slicked back. And of he's course. Got, he's got Wayfarer sunglasses on, a white t-shirt, and like his, I mean, he looked like he's straight out of the 1950s. And I was like, I like this guy this already. Guy. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. That's right. So. That's right. What's the, what's the, what car are you working on right now? You got oh, anything, man. anything cool to tell us about before we just a teaser? Don't tell us all about it. But what, what are you working on right now? I have a 59 Ford that, that, um, actually, I've been driving it for a while, uh, this year, anyways. Um, uh, it has some exhaust issues that I'm working out. So I got, I don't know, half the engine in my car right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go. Just in your trunk. These are things that it's I would in the be trunk. terrified. I need to, to go put it back. Attempt. I need to go put it back together. Wow! Put the engine back in the front of the car, the other car. Yeah, yeah it, it needs to get out of the back of your my car and yeah. into the front of the other car where it belongs. <laughs> Fifty nine four. Okay, maybe we'll start there the next time. Yeah. That, that well, we'll you, check. We'll check back up on that. that I never finished the coffee going. thing though. You know. Oh yeah, that's right. You skipped right over. Okay, but we got we've got to end there. That's where we're gonna end. Tell okay. us about the coffee. All right. So I don't know where the tradition began. I don't know. I have no idea where it began, but. Apparently, it is a tradition, at least on our ship, that you do not wash your coffee cup ever. And it was a uh, funny, funny. A buddy of mine, uh, he worked in the chief's mess, which is where the chiefs, you know, ate and uh, hung out, and they had special places for their coffee cups, and they would hang them on, hang them on the wall there. And I don't know. I guess somebody made him mad one day and he washed every one of their coffee cups wow and it turned out to be a pretty big deal so anyways i don't know i i I went along with the tradition for the whole time i was in navy i don't think i washed my coffee cup for five years well it was you know it was 
several years probably yeah yeah well you and didn't then, you didn't wash your coffee cup here either at the church that's true i didn't wash my coffee and, cup here for a long time i've kind of i've kind of grown out of the tradition now you know well, I'll, our, I'll our, our cleaning cl- crew would pick up the coffee <laughs> mugs and take them and wash them half the time because they were like what is growing in the bottom of this coffee that's right cup? and that's and that's where that's kind of where it uh you know i kind of saw something needed to change <laughs> That is incredible. I, I've got to know if you know the answer to that. That would be fascinating. To know. Is that a, is that a military tradition? Is that a navy tradition? It's, Was that just I on mean, his ship? We sailors don't know the can be superstitious, yeah. so yeah. you never, you never know what that's, that's about. That's really interesting. I don't know. Well, I haven't washed my my uh, preaching coffee cup just because of that. I saw that Randall doing that. I went, okay, I got to do that. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna. That mug I use in the morning, <laughs> Sunday mornings. I'm not washing that. Don't so. want to preach a bad sermon. <laughs> that's right. I don't want to have a bad sermon. Anyway, that's so funny. All right, man. Well, thank you for being here. Listen, if you've got a guest that you want to recommend or some questions that you want to throw our way, anything you want us to cover and talk about, as always, you can hit us up at STC at FredoniaHill.org. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Adios. Adios.